All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Momentum Swing podcast. I'm your one of your two co-hosts, Garrett, and my other co-host right here, Brian. Brian. Yay. Everybody say hello to Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. No. Um, so we're back for another episode of the the MSP. This one should be coming out on uh, Friday. No, it'll come out Thursday. <laughs> it'll do, come out, you know. I'll do whenever a quick turnaround. Whenever it comes out, it'll be out. Let's put it that way. Um, so whenever you're listening to this, uh, that's pretty awesome. Um, thank you. Um, anyway, we have a lot of awesome, totally dopeness stuff to talk about. I think it it might be legitness. It could be. Brian, what do we have to talk yeah. about? Today? Um, we'll, we'll start off with a little, little little football action. We'll get into some basketball later. Um, so we can take a little look at this previous week in the NFL, week ten. Um, had some had some good games this past week. So stick it up on Thursday. Um, Colts beat the Titans, and I'll get into why that is important in a little bit. But um, I want to talk a little bit about this Lions football team game. So, okay. Do you want to speak your your part first? That you weren't watching. Oh, I didn't watch most of it. No. <laughs> I was so I, I was busy at the time. No, but so I, I went back and and looked at everything and, and got the whole gist of the game. So, so I was watching and um, I actually don't remember a lick of it. All right, um, sick. <laughs> <laughs> what I do remember is that Alex Smith, time and time again. The man went 38 for 55 for 390. Um, but man, his accuracy is gone to hell in a handbasket. This man cannot throw a ball consistently, like on point to save his life. Like half the catches, the guys are diving to get to it. He's missing wide open, like crossers. Like, like McKissick will come. Like he missed McKissick for touchdown as well. But um, I also think it's pronounced McKissick, but the guy on the broadcast was saying McKissick, so I, I'm inclined to say that. Um, he he missed McKissick so often because they, they you know they they'll drop back to pass and he's basically like another receiver you know he's Le'Veon Bell type of type of back Alvin Kamara you know a pass catching running back so I mean they're, they're, he's open on like every play. And and he just missed him over and over and over again. And like these are the shortest throws you possibly have. Um, but I, I'm an Alex Smith, you know, guy. I, I want him to succeed. That's like not true. But the the amount maybe, of well, maybe after his injury, you're an Alex Smith guy. You would hate. Yeah. You used to hate on him so much. I didn't hate on him. I was just like, he's bad. He's like just not after flashy. the injury. After the injury, you can't not be an Alex Smith guy. So like I wanted to succeed, but yeah, like see, na- now I remember why I was so harsh on him because he's not good. Well, I I don't I don't feel like accuracy was like an issue of his previously. So like I feel like that could be like a rusty thing. Um, but okay, so so here's what I want to talk about. So that that happened right. He he had some some misthrows and and we can talk about that. That's fine. I'm I'm all right. Listen, we got the quarterback carousel in, in Washington whatever all right here's what I don't understand about this game so at the end of the game 
Also, Matthew Stafford is just the goat. Matthew Stafford. He's, he's so good, dude. He's like not good, but he's good. He absolutely. They the Lions wasted his career. One hundred percent. Matthew Stafford will go down in history as like another Romo. Like he's he's really quite good, and he is really clutch. Like Matthew Stafford is one of the most clutch quarterbacks in Definitely. NFL history. But he will go down as like he will not be remembered because. The Lions can never build a team around him. And, you know, an injury here and there. Um, and he's just never become that. He's never had that, like, playoff push, you know. He, he's very Romo-ish to me. All right. So, and because of that, here's what I understand about the end of the game. So, okay, you're the fourth quarter, right? Uh, uh, 27-24 Detroit. Okay. So things are now things are going in favor of Washington here because at, at one point it was 24 to 3, right? Mm-hmm. Now you've made it 27-24. So the momentum is clearly swung in your favor um in the second half, definitely in this fourth quarter, right? So you have the ball. This is I'm going to I'm going to look at a specific play here. You have the ball. It's second and 15. And you know what? I'm going to look at it exactly. So I have it exactly. Second and 15, 30 seconds. At this point, when I'm watching this, and now they're down three, you have 30 seconds left, second and 15. I don't understand why they threw it. Now there's no timeouts, so here's why I don't understand why they throw why they threw it. They don't have a good offense, so I don't really care that the mo- momentum is in your favor. You don't have a good offense, so I don't know really why you're trying to win with your offense, right? I don't know why you're going for the touchdown. There's 30 seconds left. You have no timeouts. Second and 15. Now, if you didn't just get a penalty, maybe you would have been able to still go for the touchdown. Now you got the penalty. It's second and 15. Dude, do like a halfback draw. Get like five yards, spike it, and kick the field goal. Go to overtime. What what yard line are they on? Thirty four. So oh, that's a man. You gotta throw it. You don't want you don't want to kick a you don't want to force your kicker to kick a fifty yarder. That's a fifty one yarder, right? They pick up yeah. five yards. That's a forty six yarder. You know what they yeah. they threw it twice and they only got it down to a forty one yarder field goal. Exactly, but the idea is like you can get it. Or you can get it even more than that, or you could get the touchdown. But they weren't going to get the touchdown. You don't know that. I mean, what, you see what, how he's Kyler Murray and the Cardinals were like. That's oh, it's not, not that's not it. that we same offense. That's not that same offense. I'm just saying that's a very destructive mindset, Brian. But but you no no okay I they they also weren't in they couldn't kick a field goal where they were at, in Arizona. You never know. You never know. Zane Gonzalez, I mean, he's crazy, dude. I I he don't probably kick an eighty yarder. I think, in all honesty, I I you can say, oh, they want to be aggressive. I think what I'm saying is more aggressive. Do a draw, handoff, right? They're not going to expect that. You're going to get a handful of yards there, and then just spike it, kick it, go to overtime. You can't you you can't at 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 the time two and six Washington. Say, oh yeah, we're just gonna go score and, and go home here. I don't know. I thought that was bad, bad play calling. 
because now now they throw it on second 15 he doesn't no one catches it so it, there's still 26 le- seconds left on the clock now it's third and 15 now you can't spike it on the next play so now i get here's the thing i get what you mean you're looking across the field at matthew stafford and you're like we can't leave so don't much give him seconds. right he we that is so where he thrives on the clock yeah exactly that's this is matthew stafford and he's already had a, a great game so I, I get what you're saying i also will say okay i'm not gonna complain about that rough in the passer call but it was a weak call i don't remember which one so detroit gets the ball and um so stafford throws it chase young takes like two more steps okay so that's when it comes into okay it's roughing the passer and he just gives a little push to stafford i get it it's in the rule book that's roughing the passer but like he didn't hit the quarterback he gave him a little push that you see every player ever give to the opposite team after a play. I don't know. He, he, sometimes at the end of the games, refs are more willing to call stuff. Sometimes they're even less willing. It just seemed like they're a little bit more willing. Again, it's technically roughing the passer, so you can't complain about it. But it was a weak here's, call. Here's what, I, here's what I just heard. What he did was against the rules, but I don't want it to be against the rules. No, no, no. I'm not. It was bad for my team. No, no. I'm not complaining. It's roughing the passer. So you can't say they shouldn't call it that. It just is like, that's eh, a weak call. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good game, though. Yeah, it was a good game. All Andre right. Andre Swift went crazy. So if we look at uh, some other games that happened this past week, um, Browns beat the Texans 10-7. to What an awful game that was. Um, Browns versus the Texans. Let's see. Favorite, favorite uh, game of the week. Giants beat the Eagles to make that NFC East race even worse. What a um, joke. The, the Eagles just look so bad. Like, I'm not even confident they're going to win the division anymore. Which I, is I, yeah. The uh, Bucks beat the, the Panthers. Tom Brady's still looking really good. Um, Dolphins beat the Chargers. Tua beats Herbert. Some, some rookie quarterback face-off. That was kind of cool. Let's see. Cardinals beat the Bills, as we mentioned in that that Hail Mary. Kyler Murray say, "Ah, he's some he's somewhere down there." And and Frick I mean it. that looked like D Hop. <laughs> four Chuck's. four guys on him. Chuck's ball. Yeah, I mean that that's the that's the catch of the year for sure. Yeah. Oh my God, that's that's catch of the decade. Dude. Yeah. Uh. Rams beat the Seahawks to make that NFC West race even even more of a a thing. Um, yeah, come on, six three or six and three, six and three, six and three, and four and six, and the Cardinals have the have the tiebreaker. It's crazy. Uh, so the Saints beat the Forty ers but Drew Brees does exit. Um, he's got a couple fractured ribs, famous, which. Famous. James, and yeah, James. James, James went in. And so the only thing I've seen for timetable-wise for Drew Brees is that he'll miss at least two weeks. But that's all I've seen so far. So Honestly, I think they're going to be better. I Why? Because <laughs> Drew Brees is washed. But <laughs> Jameis Winston is young and in his prime. That's I don't know if that's true. But what I'll say is Drew Brees in that current Saints offense 
it's fine that he's washed because they have Alvin Kamara. He can just dump it off to, and he'll get 40 yards somehow. Winston is the best quarterback in the NFC South. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Well, hold on. Who's the other team? Oh, the Falcons. Yeah, so he's the worst. Gotcha. Um, um, Patriots beat the Ravens. Uh, dude, you got to be a little worried if you're a Ravens fan, right? Yeah. Just, they, they don't look right. There's a there's a real possibility, and I'm going to get into that in just a second, that the Ravens don't make the playoffs. Um, yeah. So, and then Monday night, Vikings beat the Bears. Who cares about that game? All right. So, with that being said, I want to jump into next week, which is kind of currently this week, depending on when this episode is up and when you're listening. Um, rest in peace, Nick Foles, man. Oh right, my man Nick Foles. Also, I love, I love because Nick Foles goes down. They don't even bring in, bring in True Risky. They bring in the next guy up, and he's so bad. He just every single throw is off by at least ten yards. It's like they really don't have any other options. It's like that's how badly they feel about Trubisky. They bring in this this next guy who's who's not even close on anything. Embarrassing. All right, so we got a good Thursday night game this week. Cardinal Seahawks. It's going to have a lot of impact on that NFC West um, cool. I'm gonna, position. I'm gonna live, live right here. I'm going to put in my picks on the Fox Super Six app. Oh, for the for the for the Thursday night game. And All I right. need your I need your input because okay. I've ne- I've never even been close to winning anything. I've never even done that, so I don't even. What will be the last scoring play of the first half? <sighs> I'm thinking a Cardinals touchdown. Sure, I don't know, man. Sure. See, if you were really a nerd, you would go in and like look at the rate of like do, you know, do the Cardinals uh typically defer on the kick, blah blah blah, and so it's like, you know, who and who would probably have the last possession of the half, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't do all that. How will the first touchdown of the third quarter be scored? running play i don't know arizona running play can you say that or is it not that you think so kyler's gonna run one in third quarter you heard it here first so actually you know what so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say last play of the first half seahawks field goal and then the cardinals get a rushing touchdown how many total passing yards would kyler murray and russell wilson have in the game less than 450 Four over four hundred ninety one or somewhere in between. It's got to be over four hundred ninety one. I'd, I'd right? say over four hundred ninety one. Yeah. How many different players will score? Will score a touchdown? I'm gonna say five. Um, I don't think that includes quarterbacks. Oh, okay. So so maybe four. I actually think four. Okay, that's. I'm gonna go five. I'm gonna go five. <laughs> I would say. Okay, yeah, that's fine. How many total points will be scored in the game? So let's see. If I'm gonna call this game, I would maybe call it like. 31 to like 31 27 to like one team so what is that 31 it'd be um 56 to 60 i'm gonna say 56 to 60 points okay that's fair and then i'm gonna call this game for the cardinal or for the seahawks oh i'm gonna say uh, seahawks 31 27 and the so what is that? Is that three to four? Easy dub. Put it in. So if we look at this game, um, yeah, they're tied. If, if and, I and... win this, 
Because last, I think last week, I got a notification that last week two people split it. So the grand prize is 25000 if you get all of them right. Last week, only two people got it right. They split 25000 So if I win that, you guys will have seen the the genesis of that injury and how i how i how it do, came about do i get some other money um you know what if i won if i won the uh if i won the whole thing or i split it with somebody um probably not so okay what was that kane's order from a couple weeks ago um... no 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 <laughs> okay so anyways go back to this game so it's it's really more important for the Seahawks, I think, because the Seahawks have already lost two division games. They've lost once to the Cardinals and once to the Rams. And so yeah. uh, you, you have to imagine the Cardinals are going to kind of keep keep the pace that they're at right now. So um, if you end up tying, you're, you're going to lose out to the Cardinals, especially if you if you lose this game. So yeah. but it should be it should be a really good game. Um, now, a lot of games this week have a lot of playoff impact. Um, one that doesn't is Cincinnati, Washington. Who cares about that one? Now, if we go to the next one, that would be the best game of the week. <laughs> Eagles Browns has a lot of impact. NFC East. Then the Browns. Here's something that's going on in, in in the AFC right now. There are six teams that have six wins right now. Um, two of them are in the South Division. So obviously, one of those will win that division. Um, that's the Colts and the Titans. But the other five teams will be all competing for those three wild card spots. So, really, each week that goes by is going to be a continuous thing to to watch. Who's who? Who those teams are winning, and and uh, maybe maybe some will be able to pull apart. But right yeah, now, it, right got, now it's pretty close together. Yeah, Colt, one of one of the Colts and Titans is going to win that division, which is I cannot believe the Colts beat the Titans. So, was, I, I can't mean, believe the Colts defense, have been as good as they have been this year. Their defense really stepped up. And what's what's crazy is that I'm like. It's just it's so weird because the it's like Philip Rivers just has on days and off days and like he didn't have much of an on day against the Titans but their defense and their special teams pulled them through. I mean it was I, it, technically it was an on day for Philip Rivers because he didn't throw three picks which is <laughs> what he typically does. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's important both for the Eagles and Browns. Um. They, they can both – I mean, the Eagles really have to fight the rest of the season. Um, the Browns yeah. Browns maybe not as much. Um, I, I think there's a good chance they make it to the playoffs. I want to look at the Eagles' upcoming uh, schedule. It's it's pretty got, it's pretty rough, if yeah, I remember correctly. Browns, Eagles, Packers, Saints, Cardinals, and then the last two games. You know what's funny? They could still make the playoffs if they just won those last two games against the Cowboys and the football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would be they would be five what five nine and one five ten and one yeah yeah i think there's a they good could, they chance could make the playoffs at five ten and one i think there's a good chance the winner of the nfc east only has five or six wins yeah i wouldn't be i wouldn't be shocked. and and it it honestly can it really can be any of the teams at this point if you look at like dallas's rest of schedule i think they have maybe the hardest and they're probably the worst team but um, definitely the other three still have a chance, and it's most likely I'd say going to be the Giants. Honestly, at this point, yeah. Do Do you think that there's because they play? They have six games left. They play Bengals. It's a winnable game. 
Um, they play the Seahawks, then the Cardinals, then the Browns, then the Ravens, and then the Cowboys. Who was that one? That's the Giants. So it's like you have a winnable game against the Bengals, and you have a winnable game against the Cowboys, but you're going to have to find a win somewhere between the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Browns, and the Ravens. It's you're just, gonna it, like it's you're gonna have to find, yeah. It, it is so and man, this division is such a mess. Um, if we go to the next game, uh, Saints Falcons, the what what matters here? Obviously, you want to see. Well, can Jameis Winston kind of just keep him up for right now while Breeze is out, or like Garrett suggests, will they be better? Um, can it be? <laughs> can, can it be a Teddy Bridgewater? Um. Number, season two, you know, dude. This um, this Falcon Saints game coming up uh, this weekend is going to be an absolute shootout. It's going to be like the Tampa Bay Atlanta games of old, where it's just like Matt Ryan and Jameis Winston, and it's like whoever has the ball last is going to win. And and why this is also important is um, because of Tampa Bay. The the Bucks and the Saints both have seven wins right now, and so. If if the Saints fall down a little bit while Breeze is out, then they're gonna have to get one of the wild card spots instead of just you know winning their division. Um, and and um, uh, Tom Brady's still looking strong. The Bucks are still looking strong. Their defense has really stepped up as of late, so it might be tough for the Saints. Here's what I, here's what I'm gonna say: Winston, 300 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, <laughs> no picks. You're insane. No picks. <laughs> You're insane. I guess the Falcons have a bad defense, but. Not not a single interception. You know what? He will th- three hundred yards, at least three hundred yards, three touchdowns, one pick. But it's a pick that bounces off of Taysom Hill's hands. <laughs> they run like a gadget play, and then it like that he it's like a perfect play, and like Taysom Hill's coming across the middle, it's gonna bounce off his hands and get picked off. That that is my way too specific prediction for the week. Um. Okay, one of the other games that doesn't matter this week, Lions Panthers doesn't matter. Who cares? However, um, well, this it one should th- be a good game. This one doesn't matter. Yeah, it, see, that's the thing is we're at the point where the like, good ones to watch and the ones that matter are not going to be the same games. Um, this this one here doesn't really matter, or will be a good game. Steelers will go to ten and zero. They're going to play the Jags, um, and uh, yeah, should be ugly. Um, Titans Ravens really important game for both teams. Um, I'd say more so for the Ravens. Uh, if if the Ravens lose this one as well, man, that <laughs> I don't want to say pack up the season, but you know a lot of people probably will be saying that. Yeah. Uh, and and you know those those both uh, are um in that six win AFC bunch. So, um. The Patriots Texans game isn't really one that matters too much, but if the Patriots could win here and go to five and five, they'd kind of move into um, to the point where it's like, okay, they could get back into the playoffs. Um, yeah. Where it's like it's not likely, but we're we're not out of it. And, and yeah, so, you you move into the realm of possibility. Yeah. And the uh, Patriots were one of those teams we talked about. Like these guys are are not what their record says. Like these guys are are better than what their their record shows and. If you look at the rest of the season, they play the Texans. Uh, then, unfortunately, they get the Cardinals. Then they get the the Chargers, who obviously have had a really tough time winning games, even though they play well the majority of the time. Um, and then you get the Rams, 
um, who can, you know, if you can catch the Rams on an off night, you know, they're not the most consistent team in the world. And then you get the Dolphins again, you know, a rookie, rookie quarterback in Tua. The Patriots have some advanced defensive schemes they could throw at him. Um, you know, maybe you could get a win there. And then the Bills and, and Jets send out the year. So if, if you like, if you say, and right, welcome, little welcome back. Little hiccup there. Oh, well, let's just jump to the next game. Little hiccup. Well, so we're stitching, we're stitching the two audios together. So if the transition seems a little bit weird, if, if we just abruptly cut and now we're, now we're talking again and it's kind of like, you know, uh, jarring, uh, we apologize, but Brian's computer is held together by duct tape and old wires that he pulled out of PS2 controllers. So we, like we apologize for that. Like a seven-year-old build. I need to. Never, I've never changed anything on it. Anyways, Dolphins Broncos. All right, let's jump right into that. Some young quarterback action. Uh, got got Drew Locke who threw a million interceptions last week against uh, Tua and the Dolphins. Unfortunate for him. So could could be an important one for the Dolphins. Um, another one of the six-win AFC teams. So be really important to really just keep the pace up if they want to make the playoffs. Which I think it's. I think they got a good shot. Yeah, that's big. Now, big game for the Dolphins. Now this next game, um, Jets Chargers. If you're a Jags fan, you hope the Jets win and you can make a push for Trevor Lawrence. Um, and I don't think there are any Jets fans out there, so we don't want to talk about them. <laughs> but <laughs> um, uh, if you're a Chargers fan, you see Herbert have a good game and lose again. So, uh, that's, that's all I got for that game. Packers-Colts, important game. Uh, a lot of playoff impact here. Colts, another one of the six-win teams. They're also in the South, so they got they got two avenues here. And they're currently in first place in the South. Um, not as important of a game for Green Bay, but, you know, they can go for that, that um, uh, first seed. That can be something they're, they're hunting for, maybe. Let's see. Cowboys Vikings don't watch it. Yeah. Don't even look at the score, yeah. you know, like don't, don't watch that game. I will say one thing about the Vikings though, they're kind of in a similar spot to the Patriots. They're, um uh, a win could put them in the case of like, oh, well, they could technically still make it. And they've won the last 3 games in a row, so one of which off the Packers, so maybe they're not as terrible as they they once were in the beginning weeks. Um but the Cowboys are. So the Raiders-Chiefs game, that should be a really good game. Raiders have already knocked off the Chiefs once. That's their only loss on the year for the Chiefs Was came from the Raiders. Um, the Raiders, another one of those AFC six-win teams. So it can be important there. I, you know, I don't think it's realistic for them to win the division. But um, but but to, to get one of those wild-card spots, they're going to also have to keep the consistency through the rest of the season. This is a tough one. But but they've done it before this season, and yeah. and for the Chiefs, you know, go out there, and you'll probably win. I mean, that's <laughs> there's not there's not a whole lot on that side. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I haven't looked at the rest of their schedule, but but um, I don't think they're have a, gonna have a hard time the rest of the season. Um, and then the Monday night game, Rams Buccaneers should be a really good game. Um, Rams in the NFC West hunt. Um, 
and and the Bucks are, I guess, in a hunt in 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 the South. You know, they can they can take first place in that division, and I don't know. I think this will be a really good game, pretty good matchup. Tom Brady's, hey man, been looking really good this year. You know, here's what's so insane: is the dude. A, a, a few years ago, he's like, "I'm gonna play until I'm 45." Everyone's like, "Uh, yeah, we get it. You know, you, you're 40. You're still playing." Yeah, but like, 45. Crazy. Come on. It's 43 right now. He's under contract next year. All right, so he'll be 44 next year. At this pace, I I expect him to play at 45. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Sorry, Eddie Yawn. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, you know, it, it, and what's funny is like everybody saw him last year. He had a terrible offensive line and almost no weapons on offense, and people were like, "He's washed up. He's washed." It's like if you watched more than the highlights of a single game, like where he played, you know, where they lost, like you would not have said that he was washed. But everyone was saying that, mm-hmm. um, and. And I also just thought about how, because I'm now recording the audio and, and Brian's not, I just thought about how funny it'll be because I think the levels are going to be different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just think that's going to be funny. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I think the the Bucks have a very real chance of, um, of potentially Brady having a chance to secure number number seven. Yeah. They get, they got a shot. And if he gets seven, why not eight? Why not nine? N- nine wins at forty five. He's gonna get he's gonna get the ninth, but it's not gonna be with the Bucks. He's gonna get it with a, a third team. He'll, Patrick Mahomes will get hurt and he'll just go to the Chiefs. <laughs> and, um, and then Patrick Mahomes will come back, but Brady will be playing so well they're like, well, we should just trade Mahomes and have Brady be our new franchise quarterback. Well, I guess that's all for football. If you wanna, if you wanna jump into the draft and everything for a little bit. Yeah, I don't have a, a ton, basketball. I don't have a ton of stuff to say about the NBA did you, draft. Um, but did you did you watch the whole draft? I watched the first twenty five or so picks, and then I fell asleep because NBA oh, draft coverage yeah. is so boring. A um, um, little, little behind the scenes here. We were gonna record the podcast last night, and Garrett's like, "Hey, you want to do it after the draft?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And then I texted him like a little bit after the draft, and he never responded because he fell asleep. Yeah, that's no cap. <laughs> um, so let's see if I can pull up the whole draft board here. NBA.com is is really having a hard time. Okay, so Anthony Edwards with the first overall pick hate this pick don't like the pick for the timberwolves don't like anthony edwards just anybody that comes out and says like i'm not that into basketball like you can't say that i think i think that might be something that happens more and more though i you know anthony rendon talked about that how he was like yeah i might retire early because like i like he he treats it as a job you know so it's like why, you know, why 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 keep playing? Like, there's a difference. You know, I made a bunch of money, and I'll just go retire. Well, yeah, Anthony Rendon is an older baseball player, though. Like, he's not this old. guy. Well, I mean, he's he's played for a while. He's not 25. Like, 
and he's especially not straight out of one year of college like Anthony Edwards is. And like, just if I'm a team, like I would want to draft somebody who's like passionate about basketball and wants to play. I don't want to draft somebody that like basketball is just their job. Like, I don't want to draft somebody that's just like, all right, I go play on the court and then I clock out and I'm done. Like, I don't know. I just think that's just, I, I wouldn't want a player like that. If I was a GM, I wouldn't draft a player like that. And I, I really don't, um, I, I guess I don't really disagree with the mindset because technically everything is work. Technically everything is a job. Um, if you do something for money, oftentimes you're going to lose like the love of it. But like, it's such a unique profession. It is like, like the, the saying is don't turn a hobby into a job because it'll make you hate it. But like, playing a sport is so unique like there's still a ton of stuff that you're going to hate about it like you know you might hate weight training or film sessions or or whatever you know traveling everybody everybody hates traveling but um there's going to be parts that you don't like about it but still to be like oh i'm just not that into basketball like i don't know i i don't know i'm i'm not a fan of that i wouldn't have picked him but um I like the James Wiseman pick. Um, the The Warriors need a center, and um, I don't know. It's a good pick for the Warriors. Uh, prayers, prayers, and thoughts. Thoughts and prayers go up to to Clay Thompson. Tore his uh, Achilles yesterday, or I think it was the day before. Um, but tore his Achilles, I think, in practice, which is just, you know, he he was he was twenty. Eight when he got hurt in the NBA Finals, um, Game Six he was having, you know, one of the best games of his career against the Raptors. You know, pretty much single-handedly, him and Steph keeping the Warriors in it after the Warriors' entire team basically is already hurt. KD's already hurt. KD's already torn his Achilles after coming back from a quad injury. Um, then Clay tears his ACL is still still running around, still wants to play, shoots the free throws. Um, they take him out. Golden State loses in six. Clay is just now hitting his prime. Like, this is smack dab in the middle of Clay Thompson's prime. One of the, the most exciting, like, fun players to watch in the league. This is a man who scored 60 points and dribbled the ball 11 times. This is the man who scored 37 points in a single quarter. And now he has now lost his age 29-year to a torn ACL, finished rehabbing, was was ready to was pretty much ready to play at the end of last year, um, and now fully ready to play. He's back practicing and stuff, and now he tears his AC or he, te- he tears his Achilles. He's gonna lose on the opposite leg. Um, tears his Achilles on the opposite leg. So now he's lost his 29 year old season in the middle of his prime and his 30 year old season in the middle of his prime um just devastating uh two uh devastating injuries for clay um and obviously you know we wish wish him well um now lamello ball lamello ball is 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 an interesting one because lamello ball is is i think one of the people in this draft that probably has the highest ceiling um I don't necessarily think his skills are super developed right now, but I think he probably has the highest ceiling of anyone in this draft because, I mean, he is 
six foot seven at the point guard position. I mean, he has the handles of a point guard. He's he's gotten more physical. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. He's put more weight on. He I mean, he is six seven, only one ninety. But that's the good thing about when you get to the NBA, like you have that strength training, and a lot of times you have the the nutrition training, and and you start to eat right. Um, and you know, a a six seven point guard. We I mean, we know how huge size like that can be for a for a guard in the NBA. I mean Luca at, at six seven, um, you know, that's one of the things that makes Luca so dynamic is that he can do all this stuff like and he's he's six seven. He can see over the defense like when he gets into the paint, that's why Luca is so deadly in the paint, is that he uses his size. He he bumps people out of the way. He he hangs in the air like you know, he, he that his Lucas shot is a little bit slower, but he's tall and his arms are long, and, and he can shoot over these smaller defenders that oftentimes are are guarding him. So Lamelo, he kind of has that same potential. He kind of has that same build, and you know, he's he, he has a similar type of path. I mean, he wasn't playing against the the level of competition Luca was, especially not at the age like Luca was. Um, but I think he's, he can kind of be the same type of mold. Um, I think he's, even though his skills may not be where some of these other guys are, I think he's going to be more ready for the league. He's kind of one of the more like plug and play, like this guy is ready to go on our team from day one um, because he was playing against grown men that were playing professional basketball um, in Australia. Um but needs to work on the jump shot. Really, really was shooting bad in Australia. Um, bad decision making from deep and just bad shot making in general. Um, I think he's shooting something like twenty five percent. So needs to needs to figure out how to shoot the ball. And again, that's another thing that that a shooting coach in the NBA is is really going to help with. You know, look at Lonzo. Could, could, really couldn't shoot a lick when he got into the league, and then he shot. You know. I think close to 40% this last year. So, um, you know, give him a couple years in the NBA and, and he can he can develop that jump shot. Um, great playmaker. Uh, same thing as Luka. He's, he's tall. He's long. He can see over the defense. Um, you know, he's just, he's just really, really, really talented. Um, I think probably should have been the first pick in the draft, even though I wasn't saying that a few days ago. Um, just having more time to think about it and actually seeing the draft play out, like, you know, I, I'm not necessarily kicking myself if I'm the Timberwolves because I don't think Lamelo is the best fit on the Timberwolves because they already have D'Angelo Russell and they're they're going to try to build around him as far as I can tell. Um, so there's really no room for Lamelo there, but sorry, I'm just a, a bit parched. Um. But yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about any of these other guys. I haven't seen a lot of them play. Um, Patrick Williams, stunned. Uh, super strange pick at number four. Hadn't even heard the name before the draft. Now, I'm not super up to date on college basketball, and I don't know a lot of these guys. Um, for instance, of the top eight, I had never heard the name Patrick Williams, Isaac Okoro, or Killian Hayes. So... Um, not saying that these guys are not good or not capable of being good NBA players just because a nobody like me hasn't heard of them. But Patrick Williams, I mean, 
last year he came off the bench. He was the sixth man of the year last year um, at Florida State, which is not, you know, a super elite basketball program. Um, so kind of stunned, kind of stunned by that pick. Um, and then Isaac Okoro, Onyeka Okongwu. Um, the only other guy I think I have an opinion on is, is Denny Adia. Um, he's 19 year old, six, nine, uh, small forward has some, has some guard skills. And here's where I think the Luca comparison doesn't fit. I think it fits with with Lamelo more than it fits with Denny Avdia, and I feel like the these NBA GMs and scouts and execs, I think these guys are falling into like the like let's find the next Luca trap because it kind of happened in um, in the early 2000s when like the, the Spurs went out and got. Tony Parker and got Manu Ginobili and then every team was like scrambling like oh let's look overseas let's find our next let's find the next Manu Ginobili or Tony Parker you know let's find this different foreign star and it and it kind of led to to guys like Darko Milicic and and some of the big foreign busts around that time in my opinion and I and I kind of feel like the the Wizards and the um, entire NBA has has fallen into this trap a little bit because Denny Avdia, like he he just doesn't impress me, just plain and simple. Um, he he has the he ha- and and this is a huge thing for me is like when you have the experience of playing against players that are older, uh, older than you, bigger than you, stronger than you, faster than you. Like when you have that experience, and he does because he's been playing in um, professional leagues for a while now. It's kind of like Luca. Um, because Luca was playing for Real Madrid when he was like 16, I think. So playing against full-grown adults. Um, give me just one second. I'm gonna take another. Gonna take another drink here. Denny Avdia, um, kind of a similar story. Was playing professional. I don't remember from what age, um, but he was playing in. So last year he's playing in the. Uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv in in Israel Um, not one of the most supremely talented um, basketball leagues in the world again Luca was playing in the Euro League which many people consider to be the second highest level of basketball in the entire world Um, and Luca just I mean not even getting into their not even getting deep into their skills you just look at what they've done I mean Luca before he came to the NBA was Euro League MVP led his team to the EuroLeague Championship. Um, Avdia has just been a pretty decent, like, player. Um, I mean, he's big. He's, he's got guard skills, but he can't really shoot. He can't really finish. He can't really defend. He gets blown by, you know, at the drop of a hat. Again, his size will help a little bit with NBA, you know, coaches trying to, to, trying to mold him into a into a defender his shot is totally busted um and and i don't know i'm not sold on denny avdia i think it it is nice you know when a player and what i was saying before i don't think i finished my thought but like playing against people that are that are older than you like luca playing the league at 16 years old it like it just you get used to playing against people that are bigger than you, stronger than you, and faster than you. And, like, 
you find other ways to succeed. That's why Luka is so talented today is because he was playing against grown men at 16 years old. He like a lot of times in college, like these super freak athletes like Anthony Edwards, Obi Toppin, um, you know, I don't know anybody else on this list that is a, a super elite athlete. I think Jalen Smith, maybe. Um, but you look at these guys that are just super freak athletes and like they obviously have some skill as well but in college that's oftentimes all that it takes is to just be freakishly athletic um because the the level of the talent level in college is is often not you know the the guys aren't often as as big or as strong and oftentimes you can beat people by being you know fast being faster and, and jumping higher um it's as simple as that and oftentimes in in the EuroLeague and in other professional leagues, you can do that, um, especially when you're 16, 17, 18 years old, because these guys are oftentimes, you know, 20s, 30s, um, and have been playing for years. So, you know, that experience playing against people sort of out of your your weight list or out of your what is it? Out of your um, punching out of your weight class. Um, as far as the talent you've played against, I think is is important, and I think it's a huge asset. But I don't think it's led to the same type of development. Um, and Luca is just a unique, special talent. Um, so I don't know. Not not sold on, not sold on Anthony Edwards or uh, Denny of Dia. Kind of similar with Obi Toppin. I think Obi Toppin. Um, I think he can be a good NBA player, but I think he, in college, he he essentially got by mainly on athleticism alone, and and those are type the type of players that I as a GM like would probably try to stay away from, um, because I think oftentimes those are the players that don't translate very well to the NBA game. Um, but yeah, n- nothing else really to say. Don't don't keep up with a, a ton of these guys again. I don't know a lot about. Um, about many of these guys um but yeah the the coverage of the nba draft it was terrible um boring so takes so much time between picks so there's like four minutes on the clock between picks the pick would be in after like a minute and then they would just talk for the rest of the timer i guess to just eat eat time i'm not sure um because i it was like four hours long, wasn't it? I don't know. It was insane. It ended at like eleven or something. It was absurd. The first two ra- the first round was two hours long, and I think yeah. they they must have scheduled they must schedule it to be that long, but it it doesn't it doesn't have to be that long because like the like the story bits when somebody gets drafted and they're like, you know, this is a huge day for James Wiseman because he overcame this and this and and he grew up, you know, and and these cute little stories and stuff and a lot and a lot of the like. Um, videos that they've put together beforehand I think those are really cool and those are awesome they help you learn a lot about the player but when when the thing that I have a problem with is when the pick is in and um, you know the pick has been in for a, a while and then you go to um, Jay Williams I, I forget the other guys but it, you know it's Jay Williams and a, a handful of other guys and they're just sitting around and it's like the 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 I'm trying to remember his name, but the um, 
the main guy, like the host, the guy that's kind of driving the commentary and asking all the questions, is just like you can tell on the spot. He's like just thinking of stuff to say. Like there's there's somebody off camera, like a producer off camera, like you know, keep going, keep going, like buy us time. And I'm like, buy time for what? Like, do, does this have to be four hours long? Like you could have easily, easily fit the the whole first round into an hour and a half easily um if you would just give it like if you would just when the pick is in just go to it because there would be times where the pick would get in kind of late and then the pick would be in they would cut right to it and adam silver would just say it so there's really no time between when the pick comes in and like for the it to like get ready you know so we, we know that, like, there's no process of, like, the pick is in and then you still need three minutes to, like, make the cue card that says what the pick was. Like, that's not what they're doing. They're just buying time because it has to be four hours. And it was it's, – it's unbearable. Like, it's why I don't watch the draft. It's why the majority of people don't watch the draft. So, I don't know. Um, excited to see some of these young guys play. Excited to see what LaMelo turns into. Um excited to see you know anthony edwards clock in and clock out with a smile on his face you know goes home you know oh thank god i get to get away from basketball for a few minutes i don't know silly it's very very silly okay um i got two little small baseball things and then we can wrap up i guess also Atlanta, what Will Smiley? Just I'm what? not I'm not gonna get into it. Smiley, Drew Smiley. Okay, Drew, Drew Smiley. Sorry, I was like, are you talking about the Hawks? Like, I don't know. I don't even know. His, see, that's the thing. I don't even know his first well, name. Well, we'll we'll talk about that in just a second. That is that is one of the the only like two things. But the first one I want to talk about first is Robson Cano um, tested positive for PEDs again. So it's the second time in his career. And so that is an automatic 162-game uh, suspension from the MLB. So he will be not playing this next season. He will not be making his $24 million. If you're the Mets, I have to imagine you like that. You get an extra $24 million with a new owner that will actually probably spend that. And uh, you don't have to put a, a 38-year-old second baseman out there. So... Um, and you know it's two times in three years too. So, yeah, that's terrible. That's shameless. Like, I don't know. Like, I get like a year suspension is 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 pretty hefty, but it's like I almost feel like it should be more than that. Two times in three years with like a different substance. That's the thing too. Yeah, that it's pretty shameless. So I mean, honestly, if you look at Robinson Cano's career, he he had a Hall of Fame chance, but there's no way now. No, def- definitely not in my opinion. And the baseball Hall of Fame is so strict too. Yeah, like you can you can maybe get like one right. Like yeah, I I think a guy like I mean A Rod's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. I think Barry Bonds he might eventually get in. You know, A Rod probably gets in. Uh, David Ortiz I don't think ever had like an actual positive, but his name showed up on some lists where it's like yeah he was probably doing PDs. He's going to probably get in, you know, but twice and twice in three years, like, yeah. And, and the thing is, it's like, what do you, what do you, what's the reason you have, you're, you're 38 and you have a 
you have three more years on your contract. You can make $24 million each year. You're not getting another big contract after this. What are you What are you doing PEDs for? It doesn't matter if they just cut you, if they put you in double A, you get $24 million. I get you want to be competitive, but like you just threw that all away. And yeah. like your legs stay away. I think somebody was talking about how um, what I can't remember what somebody was saying. Uh, somebody was saying it was like an, it was probably like an ego thing. You know, a lot of people can't accept like For decline sure. at their craft. Like for instance, I got on Rocket League the other day, and I feel like I, I I felt like I was playing the game for the first time again. Like all my skill was gone, and you know it was hard to accept. You know I just turned the game off and said you know I wiped it from my memory, Men in Black style. And you know if somebody had come up and offered me, said hey, you know here's a little something that'll get you back to where you used to be, you know maybe I would have taken it, um, but. I don't know, man. You you put your you put like mainly you put the money at stake. Like you yeah. you you've now 24 lost million twenty four million dollars when and like we get it. He's made like a lot of money over his career, but still, I mean, if anybody is talking about like, I I don't know. I I would think even a professional athlete like twenty four million dollars. We. T- yeah. People that are into sports talk throw around money so casually, like, oh, Patrick that's Holmes, he, he makes fully five. guaranteed in baseball. That's the thing. Yeah, like that's insane. Um, it doesn't matter unless, how much you suck. Suspension. Look at Chris Davis. Yeah. Look at Chris Davis. He made so much money for doing so little. And that's, at, that's I mean, all you had to do. Of, the end of A Rod's career. The Yankees said, "Here's the rest of your money. Stop showing up." Yeah. That's all you had to do, you know. Um, you know, if you're not good enough to play, maybe you'd be a mentor. Um, so, I mean, I think it has to be an ego thing. But I mean, it has to be, yeah. But either There's, way, you're not getting another big contract after this. Yeah. Either way, I, I just can't. I just can't believe it, and you know, I don't know. If, if anybody's out there being like. Oh, it's just $24 million. Like, he just well, wanted to play. Like, 20 No, like, they weren't saying it like that. It's just like, you know... It's a punishment, but it's not like... You know, like, he's still... He's I mean, it's not like he's going to be on the poverty line, but still. Like, you do not want to throw... Like, what is... Let me look up Robinson Cano's net worth. Um... So while he's doing that, the other thing in baseball is it's about 110 million, quote unquote, ish. Mm. So you would not want to throw. You know, (laughs) almost a quarter. Yeah, you would not want to throw, dang near a quarter of your net worth away. Yeah. Um. If I had to throw away five dollars right now, I would definitely not do it. (laughs) So free agency in baseball, it's going to be slow. I expect might pick up around winter meetings, but who knows? Because we don't know what next season's going to look like, and because they had no fans in stands for the entire regular season, obviously lots of revenue and blah blah blah, all that stuff. So because of that, it's going to be slow. The only real thing that uh, of note is the Atlanta Braves signed Drew Smiley to a one-year, eleven million dollar deal. Now to sign Drew Smiley, it now that I'm not just seeing it for the first time, it's not terrible. Right, you have uh, uh, Soroka, Freed, Anderson, right? 
You're going to throw another guy in there that he can be your four and potentially three because Anderson's young. The 11 million, that's that's the odd part to me, right? Because it's, it's like too much. It's just it's too the, much. It's the price, and it's also like how, how soon they signed him into free agency. Because it's like I, can't, I cannot imagine the Drew Smiley market is that big that you couldn't have waited some and also paid him less money. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's like... To put that in perspective, Lance Lynn um, is currently making $8 million this year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So. Um, it's just too much. It's it's just too much, and I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't think that, like, we're going to go out and, you know, I, everybody wanted, you know, Bauer. And I was yeah, like, that I, I wanted Bauer, too. Well, it's like... It's somewhat realistic. I mean, it was either like. The, so the thing is, it's like money wise, it's like you can either keep Bauer or you can keep, or you can either have to go after Bauer or you can try to keep Ozuna, and it's like now we probably won't do either. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it don't that's... seem don't seem right. Yeah, and and also a weird thing with like. I don't know. I, I hate the whole, like, I, I don't think Atlanta, I don't know if they classify as, like, a small market team. But I just hate the whole small market stuff. Like, we can't, like the Tam- Tampa Bay Rays, we can't spend money because not as many people come to our stadium. It's like, I don't know, maybe build a better stadium. But, like, also, you're, the owner, you're a billionaire. All of them. All 30 of them. Yeah. So, like, hey, guess what? If the team, even if the team loses $50 million in a year, hey, that doesn't actually really affect you. Yeah. I know you don't want to lose money, but imagine those Tampa Bay Rays with Garrett Cole. Yeah, they'd be Could disgusting. 100% afforded him. Could have 100% afforded his entire contract. It wouldn't, it probably would have never been an issue. The entire, the entire contract. Because their payroll is so low. And you know, they, hiring, most hiring likely, better talent brings more people into the seat. And they have insane talent, right? But, and and I I I'm picking on the Rays. They were just in the World Series, but they would have. I'm I'm saying they would have won the World Series if, if they would have signed Garrett Cole. They were never easily. I I bet they didn't even talk to uh, what's his name, Garrett Cole's agent. But they didn't even talk to him. You know, because that's just not how they. That's just not how they play baseball. But I think it's so stupid, and everyone and everyone's just fine with that. Small market, team, oh, small market team, they can't spend as much money. Everyone gets mad at the Yankees for for spending the money that they have, but they don't get mad at the small market teams that are also owned by billionaires. That they, it's fine that they don't spend money. It's insane to me. Yeah, I don't know. I do not know, but Last. anyways, I guess that's I guess that's it. I did my little rant. I got I got at least one rant in, so. Well, I think that's gonna be it. Oh, can we talk about in our fantasy football league? Can we sit here can we really dive into the fact that I have the where is it? Can we sit here and talk about the fact that I have second most points for with uh twelve thirty eight and the only person above me is you at thirteen oh five? But I have the I have more points against than I have more points for and more points against than the two people above me in the standings. I'm just saying I don't think it's fair. 
Hey, that's the strength of schedule, man. I've had to. I think I've had to play you twice already. And one week, I think one of the times I played you, you dropped 150 on me. Listen, I I've been, I've been having an all right season. Let's. I mean, can we, can we break uh, just break it down real quick, just week by week, like my losses. So I lost to you a couple weeks ago, 127 to 119. Um, and then so not a bad week for either of us, you know, just kind of it all came out in the wash. Then I lost to Cole, ninety nine to ninety three, because Cole Calvin... won six in a row. Yeah, because Calvin Ridley got hurt. Calvin Ridley and Clyde Edwards-Alaire both got hurt in the first quarter. Um, and Darren Waller sucked, so I, lo- I so I lose ninety nine to ninety three. Then, the week before, I lose to Cooper. After I put up one hundred and twenty. Because uh, Tom Brady puts up 36 and Devontae Adams puts up 38. So it's like, I'm just getting crushed here. I beat Kyler 131 to 112. Um, then I, I beat Hayden. You know, Hayden was still setting his lineup back then. Then I lose 144 to 139. Because for you... Kittle put up 32, and Joe Mixon, Joseph Mixon, his only game above 13 points all year, he puts up 39, and I lose, even after a 35-point performance from Odell, which was like the greatest call of the year, putting Odell in. Um, Sounds like the greatest call was me putting Joe Mixon in. No, that was just lucky. And then I lost the week before to Cole, who put up 150. I lost 149 to 138 after Russell Wilson put up 36 and Tyler Lockett put up 32 against Dallas. This is the week. This is the week that I picked up the Indianapolis defense against the Jets, and they put up 26. You can, here's another stat you can look at. You can look at you've made the most moves. And it doesn't seem to have worked out for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm putting in the work. I think I think you're I think you're overthinking it a little bit. I'm not. I'm really not. You made 24 moves and you're five and five. I'm five and five because every time I lose, look, I won week one. I put up 150. Next week I won 104 to 87. The next week I put up 139 and don't win. The next week, I put up 139 and don't win. Like, you know, a couple weeks. 26 moves now. A couple weeks after, I put up 120 and don't win. And then, like, the weeks, the weeks that other people have bad weeks against me, are the weeks that I have bad weeks, and their week is just slightly less bad. Cole beat me on a slightly less bad week. Like, I'm just saying, some of y'all have just been getting lucky. That's all I'm saying. I've had, to, I've had to play the tough opponents. I haven't gotten Kyler and Hayden four times in a row when neither of them has set their lineup. All right. I got them hey, early in the season when everybody was still setting it. I'm only just like, I don't know. I think I play Hayden this week. Yeah. 
But his lineup's fairly set, because he said it last week. It's just, it's it's a shame. It's a real shame that, that you know, the person who, you know, arguably has the best team and puts in the most work and, and you know, ar- makes the right decisions every week is not rewarded well, for it. Well, it doesn't sound like you're making the right decisions just every not, week. not rewarded for it on sheer luck. Well, it's not sheer luck. Um, It's pretty much all luck. Is it sheer luck that I'm in first? Yeah. Oh, get out of here. It's true. Last week, Cole, he left in Christian McCaffrey and Justin Jackson. McCaffrey was out. Justin Jackson is on IR. And he left in Greg Zerline on a bye, and he beat Kyler 71-69. to Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. Like, was... are you kidding? How about that uh, fantasy basketball, though? We can do that? I should set it up, but I haven't yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to hopefully get some luck in that because – <laughs> I don't know as much about basketball. He had a really good week to beat you, 129 to 125. Um, but then Cooper put up 87 points against him. Then Kyler puts up 97. And then um, and then he beats me after I put up 139. Like, come on, man. Come on. I want to tell you, man. I want I want some free wins. I want some people to 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 put up, you know. Don't you play Kyler this week? It's a free win. I do play Kyler this week. Hayden also set his lineup against me last week, which was some BS. What? Well, hey, he set it against me this week. This is rivalry week, by the way. That was last week. Wasn't oh, it? that was last week. Sorry. How did it pick the rivalries? I have no clue, dude. Because I was, I think, with, like, Cooper. You versus me is a rivalry. Cooper versus Cole is a rivalry. And Kyler versus Hayden should be a rivalry. Those should be the rivalries. That, that is the real rivalries, yeah. And I I think I beat you once last year, but I have not beaten you this year. We only played each other twice this year, right? Yeah, because I finished the season with this game against... Uh, this game against Kyler, and then a game against Cooper, and then a game against Cole, and then it's playoffs. Um, yeah, I got, I got Hayden, Cole, Kyler. Oh, nice. I hate you, dog. <laughs> Cole's a tough one, though. Cole is legitimately a tough one. He he's got Cole might win this year, man. He's got a stellar team. Um, but yeah, I I think it's just time to also. What's funny on on Yahoo? I'm looking at week fourteen. Because it's the playoffs, it says I have a bye week, but it, I'm still only 99% favorite. I'm, the the, <laughs> the underdog, it still gives the underdog, which is not a team and has all empty spots on the roster, it gives them a 1% chance to win. Hey, Garrett, I have a feeling you're not going to have a bye. <laughs> I mean, I easily could. Like, Luckily for you, Cole and Cooper play each other, so one of them has to lose this week. I really need cole to lose because if cole doesn't then we could only tie to reach we could only tie um so i would really love for for cole to lose because then next week my boy next week he plays me my boy brian is gonna get the win and then i'm gonna beat cooper so then so they're gonna be so after this week 
Cooper's going to beat Cole. He's going to. They're gonna, both going to be seven and four, and I'm going to be six and five. Then the week after that, I'm going to be seven and five, and they're both going to be seven and five. And then all I got to do is beat Cole in the final week of the year, and I'll have the tiebreaker against Cooper. I'll oh have, man! I'll have the tiebreaker can against. Imagine him if it comes. To, can you imagine if it comes down to the last week, dude? That's what I want so bad. Cooper has That'd be to, awesome. Cooper has to win this week, and then I have to beat him next week. Come on now, and you have to beat Cole. But, you know, even if I'm down one against Cole going into that last week, I could still uh, get that by because I can beat him, and I'm going to beat him on points. Like Cooper's projected to win it right now, 52%. <laughs> That's a close one. Projections mean nothing. I know. I don't know. Uh, he Cole's got that Russell Wilson-Tyler Lockett combo. Cole's... I'm... I don't want to play him. I don't think anybody wants to play Cole right now. His team's pretty gross. Anyway, everybody who doesn't know about our our friend group um, has stopped watching and has stopped watching forever. Forever ago. Has stopped watching forever. They will never tune into another episode. But... um, but if you're if, they, if you're one of the four people that are in our league that are not you and me, and you're listening to this right now, you probably just had a pretty good twenty or thirty minutes. Yeah. And speaking to one of those other people in the league, you were on his podcast that he hasn't uploaded yet for a whole week. Yeah. So here's what happened, and I'll, I'll explain after. No need to explain it. But okay. Uh, go. There is a to, reason. It there, didn't just there, not happen. There is a reason. Um, go head over to, um, the not your normal podcast. If you want a chill kind of laid back conversational podcast that doesn't usually talk about sports. Um, I was on it just the other day. Um, so go check that out and go check out the Kai sports opinion. If you need more sports, um, information and analysis and stuff like that. I was, uh, on an episode the other day, but there were some technical difficulties and I don't know if it'll ever be uploaded, Mm. but, um, Anyway, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for us. Is it because you talked about me too much? That I don't think so. It just it just fried all. I don't think so. But yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at the OG String and on Instagram at the OG String. Um, you know, I said it last week, and uh, I'm assuming there's nobody left. I'm assuming we're just talking to dead air right now. But if we're not, and you're out there listening right now, I would love. Oh. That got cut last week. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was part of the audio. They got cut. It was like okay. the only bit they got cut. <laughs> okay, so we got cut off. But but this week it won't get cut. So if you're listening right now, if you've hung in with us until the end, could you do me a favor and shoot me some sort of tweet, some sort of DM, just saying, "Hey, I'm out there. I'm listening." Like, you know, it would it would do me a load of good. Um, so so if you have the time. You know, if, if you have your phone next to you, if you're on Twitter already, um, at the OG string, shoot me a tweet and say, hey, I listened to this episode. You don't even have to say, talk about it. You just say, hey, I listened to it. You don't have to say it was good. You can say it was garbage. You can say, hey, I'm listening to it. You guys just ranted about your personal fantasy football league for about 20 minutes at the end of the episode. No one except for anyone in the league is going to understand what's going on or be entertained by it. Stop doing that. I would I would be glad to receive that tweet. And um, you can tweet at me at 
uh, Brian Bosberg. Nobody cares. Say, Nobody and cares. And say, hey, buy a new computer. Yeah. By the by or, the by the grace of Lizzo herself, this episode is getting to you because I am recording the second half. And also, I am amazing at um, uncorrupting things. Whatever. Don't, don't also, flatter yourself. Hey, man, you want me to get a new computer? Hit me up on Cash App. Don't hit him up on Cash App. He's got a, he's got a swanky Silicon Valley computer science job. Do not hit him up on Cash App. <laughs> Silicon Valley. This man has become part of the one percent. Dude. And he will be the first person whose house I loot whenever the the inevitable I don't even have a house. Whenever the inevitable uh coup happens in America. And we just overthrow oh, the government. We're gonna take this we computer that doesn't work. I'm gonna take everything you freaking own. I'm gonna take Oliver. Dude. Oliver's gonna be the only thing I take. <laughs> it's the only thing of value in here. You want a TCL? TV, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's too hard to carry. Anyway, we're sitting at forty-eight minutes plus whatever you have. So it's like twenty-four. So we're gonna go ahead and get we're, out of here. We're over an hour. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Wear a mask. Take care of yourself. And as always, Fortnite burger. Uh, yep. Fortnite burger. <laughs>